with a cane pole in his hand. Like a fool of dreams sitting down by the street. The leaves and tinder, the corpus play. Give him a shotgun to please his mind. Give them quail a few reasons to fly. Living in the city just ain't for me. I want to go back to the country. Take me to Texas. I want to go down that open road. Take me to Texas. I want to see how far this country goes. Take me to Texas. I want to go down that open road. Take me to Texas. I want to see how far this country goes. Fill up your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going, just as fast as my feet can fly. Come away, come away, you get going, leave the sinking ship All right, welcome back to the bunkhouse. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch, but we call it home every Sunday morning. Live right here in the Austin Radio Network, 104.9 The Horn, flagship station for UT Sports, or 24-7-365 at theoutdoorzone.com on the web or on iTunes. My name is TJ Graney. That is Cody Ryan. Beefsteak is in the house. Salt Dog is making sure the old gate got open this morning and the old potbelly stove got cranked up. I have to say I'm I uh I'm so sorry if everybody that was tu- that was prepared to tune in at eight o'clock this morning to hear the beginning of our segment with Joe Don uh, Jody Mays I uh, I got us started earlier I was just cruising along you and were I just up. you wanted to hear yeah. the I just story. wanted to start telling so uh, so we're just going to continue on with it and you might have to go back to iTunes and hear the. The intro part of this uh, adventure with Joe Don. Um, we're talking with with Joe Don Mays. He just uh, he is uh, re refinding himself on an adventure in Alaska. He's um, he's with a buddy. Uh, their plan is to do two weeks in the middle of Alaska, floating the river in a raft, and uh, and I'm just. I mean, right now, I'm just in awe that you know um, you're alive. <laughs> <laughs> well, that you're actually here. Uh, that, a, that bear story was a little real in my life for about twelve days. So, <laughs> so uh, tell us a little bit now. You were uh, your buddy Wes. You fished with him just once before. This was the second time you're going to go fly fishing with him. He's inviting you to Alaska for two weeks. And uh, what in the world were you thinking? <laughs> I mean, I, 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 are, you, are you the kind of guy that loves to sleep in a tent and that loves to sleep in outside and in the and, rain? And, <laughs> well, I must not love it because I've never done it in 68 years except for this time. And so when I said yes to him, he caught me in a weak moment. And then for <laughs> the next three months, I had all these anxieties of like – what the heck have I got myself into? 
I'm going to be sleeping in a tent, and bears will probably eat me. And uh, so I had all these anxieties, but I just went, I am going on this adventure. I have lived a somewhat boring life, and I am just going to go on this epic adventure. And so I said, even though I was at times thinking, oh, I'm going to call Wes, I'm going to back out of this thing, I went, no. I told you my first goal was I wanted us to be friends. My second goal actually in going was not catch fish. I knew I was going to catch fish. My second goal was (laughs) that I am tougher and stronger coming out than when I went in. And uh, that was definitely accomplished. I mean, TJ, I mean, uh, you bunkhouse boys, I mean, let me tell you how you get to this place. You leave Austin, you fly into Seattle, then you fly into Anchorage, and then you fly into this little town called Bethel, and Bethel, Alaska is kind of the last little, you know, uh, town before you get into the wilderness of Alaska, and uh, and you get on a seaplane. You ever been on a seaplane? No. Oh, my gosh. So you get <laughs> on this little, it's like a. They're pretty wild. You remember that yellow? Yeah, they're kind of wild. You know that yellow bus you used to ride to school? Well, it's kind of like that yellow bus, but with a propeller on the front of it. <laughs> and you know, just, Yeah. And so you get on this thing, man, and you fly for about an hour and a half, and you all, you don't see anything looking down. All you see is like a caribou and, you know, some animals, herds of animals. And then you go over these mountains and. And you look and you see this beautiful lake sitting in the middle of this mountains, and you go, "I think we're going to land on that lake." Now this this is at elevation. Yes, the lake is on top. It's on top of the mountains. Yeah, it kind of settled in a little valley, but on the top of the mountain, there's a beautiful lake. So we land, which was I'm thinking, okay, this is cool. This is going to be a cool trip. I mean, right off, I'm thinking this this is going to be epic. So we land. You know, on the on the lake, and there's two rafts sitting there, and there's only one way to get down to the bottom, and that's on those rafts. No I mean, Starbucks. Mm, no, <laughs> no. No Holiday Inn Express. No, no. And there were no stewardesses <laughs> on this plane. <laughs> and so, and so, man, the plane takes off, and you think, I think I'm committed, because <laughs> the only way to get down is to get in this raft and float for 12 days. And uh, and I'm a little scared, a little fearful, but but uh, just like I think I'm on a grand adventure. And so the, the 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 trip started, and for 12 days we would float the river. We it was 100 miles. The river's 100 miles to the bottom, and we uh, we would float the river. We'd fish going down. I mean, this rafts are packed up with tents and supplies and everything we need three dogs are with us shotguns to protect us from bears and and we started Y'all had dogs with you we did we had three dogs with wow. us two black labs and uh and i can't remember it's kind of a, yeah it was great yeah you don't want to be in bear country without dogs wow because <laughs> dogs will distract the bears from wanting to eat you long enough for you to get That's away right. just distract them you keep barking at them annoying them because i'm getting out of here and of course all the guys in my group said all we got to do is outrun joe don or jody and we're good the bears gonna eat you know, gonna eat joe don because he's slowest and so um the dog said the same thing the dog yeah the dog said the thing same thing so uh so we would float the river, and along the way, we would kind of stop in these uh, channels off the river 
and get out and walk back in off of the river. And this is where the king salmon are. King salmon are back there laying eggs like crazy. And they've come back from their journey. You know, their first year, they're like in the river. And then they go out like out in the ocean and live out in the ocean for like three years. And then they come back to spawn. So they come back up come back to spawn, and they go up into these channels off the big river. They don't like the Russian water. And so, man, you walk in there, and, you I mean, you just see them. I mean, the water's not that deep. It's beautiful red salmon, big, giant, 15, 20-pound fish, and they're just laying eggs like crazy. And behind them are all the trout, rainbows and dolly vardens and graylings, and they're all just eating these eggs like crazy. And so what you do is you just throw throw your line right on top of that salmon, and it floats past him, and as soon as it goes past that salmon, man, bam. Bam, bam. So it, I mean, it, trout just as fast as you can get your line out It there. looks like an egg. That it is. looks just like an egg. Your your bait. Okay. It does. looks just like an egg because that's what they're eating. They're eating like crazy. Sometimes you'll, even me, an inexperienced fly fisherman, seven, eight casts in a row, I'm catching like 16, 24-inch trout. Just, God, just, giants. <laughs> giants. Just, I mean, strong. I mean, they're. These are river on a fly trout. rod because on a fly rod exceptionally so, bent. So right. how many yeah. of them? How many of them? So when you you'd go out, you'd catch these fish, and then uh, you came in and did you eat them every night? No, or? we we didn't eat them every night. Um, you know, it's an interesting group. Uh, we caught twenty five hundred fish. It was catch and release. Wes is a huge catch and release guy, and uh, and so I think there were only two times we ate fish tacos at night. The rest of the time we were just cooking. You know spaghetti or whatever yeah and so it's not like we're just catching these fish to eat them we're we're catching them to enjoy the the catch now your tent when you bunked <laughs> out at night were you sharing a tent with somebody no it, it's one of the good things was each one of us had individual tents uh that's the good news bad news is every morning we'd get up we'd have breakfast and coffee and have a fire and then we'd load up Everything, load everything up back on the raft, and that'd take us, you know, an hour and a half or so. And then we'd get on the river, and we'd float the river, and we'd start going back into these channels where I didn't mention that, I mean, wherever you're putting your tent and wherever you're fishing, there are just huge grizzly bear tracks everywhere. I mean. Yeah, these aren't little blacks. These are the grizzly bears. No, the blacks are, yeah, and the browns are kind of on the outside, you know, toward the coast. But you get in this area i mean big grizzly bear and so you know there's been a big bear here you know probably in the last couple of hours where i'm setting my tent eating eating <laughs> yeah. and i'm kind of coming into his kitchen here and i'm going to catch his fish and so you don't like sneak out into these channels like being quiet to disrupt the fish you're like wanting the dogs to bark you're like saying oh boy hey bear hey bear hey bear you know screaming like uh, we're here we're here and, uh, and just so, stay in the night that's right we'll be gone here in a minute we're just gonna catch your fish we're not gonna eat your fish well hey let us uh we'll start from uh what a camp experience is and and finish this up on the flip side uh mcbride's guns family-owned and operated gun shop if you haven't got your shotgun yet if you haven't got your deer rifle yet if you've got a kid and you're taking a kid hunting 
this year, don't give them an adult-sized rifle. Go get them a youth-style rifle, one that they can shoot confidently. Uh, McBride says everything you need for that. If you have a firearm that needs work, they have an experienced gunsmith on site. You'll find McBride's in the same place they've been for years, corner of 30th and Lamar. You can call them at 472-3532 or online at McBride'sGuns.com. McBride's Guns is our hometown gun shop. Okay, on the flip side, we're going to talk a little bit more with Joe Don Mays about his trip to Alaska and the uh, the grizzly bears and everything else that they were fighting off as they you, made their way down a hundred mile river. How you survived the Alaska wilderness with Joe Don Mays, man on a buffalo. I'm sure glad I'm here to tell this story. You get it only one place right here. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Back on the flip side, right here on 104.9 The Horn, 24/7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Foxworthy, and you're listening to two of my favorite rednecks, TJ and Cody, on the Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. I'm TJ Granny, your host with Cody Ryan, Beefsteak, Salt Dog, and Joe Don Mays is in the house. Archery country. There's a certain point in every hunter's life where they step to the next level and begin to hunt with a bow. Archery country has true full-time professional techs that can help you with every step of the adventure no matter your skill level they have all the gear targets arrows and accessories they are on site and available for professional installation they're austin's only full-size archery range they have private and group lessons and more how about a crossbow they have all the crossbows, all the gear, everything you need. Go see our buddies over at Archery Country. They're at 8121 Research Boulevard. Uh, you can find out all the details, austinarcherycountry.com, austinarcherycountry.com. So uh, we're in the bunkhouse uh, with Joe Don Mays. We're talking about his trip to Alaska. And Joe Don, this is not – this. Two weeks floating down a river in the the deepest parts of Alaska. This is not uh, the little cruise on the on the uh, on the little Alaskan cruise lines where you get to drink lattes and and uh, get your mani and pedi done on the ship while you're floating. Tell us a little bit about the the backside of this adventure. Yeah, yeah. If you ever have someone tell you they went to Alaska and they went on a cruise, go, well, I'm not sure that really counts as Alaska because Alaska, for us Texas boys, we hate to admit this, but it's actually a state that's two times as big as us. Mm. We, we don't like to hear that. And mm-hmm. I, I hate, but that's really true. So it's just a massive uh, piece of land. And uh, and there's only like seven hundred thousand people in the entire state. Think of that. It's Never. like it's like West Texas with trees and mountains. With trees and mountains and, and yeah. cold weather. And cold. And what was the temperature while you were there? Uh, it was always low forties. Night it would get probably down the thirties. Coming from a hundred, you probably yeah yeah. yeah. I, I for the, I told them these boys. I told them I said you know. 
I've never thought I'd say this, but I can't wait to get to the 100-degree August temperature back in Texas. <laughs> I, you. I would never thought I'd ever say that, but it you felt really like good hotness. to be home and back in Texas because it was cold. And and uh, But, the you know, you've always heard of the mosquitoes. They've got some big mosquitoes up there, but they've got these things called noceums. Have you all ever heard oh. of them? Oh, Oh, Cody. Oh, my goodness. Man. My first time to Alaska without a oh. fishnet around oh. my face. And I, I I went to get my hair cut when I got back into town in, in Anchorage. And the lady cutting my hair thought I had scabies of some sort. <laughs> they they eat your face. They, they do. eat your face they off. They drill holes in your face. Yeah, and they're little, tiny, little, tiny things. They uh, they're, So they're like flying chiggers. They are. And they fly, and, and you look down on your hand, and there's like a thousand of them. We're not talking one or two, like a thousand. And then they attack your face, and and they just bite you, and they suck your blood out. I mean, yeah. it's so. I mean, it's so. You're really hoping that it'll rain or that the wind will blow because they disappear. You know, if the wind's blowing a little bit, but uh, but it's really, really, um, it's hard. I, I felt like Lewis and Clark. You know that story. You know. <laughs> I felt like, mm-hmm. man, we're like living like Lewis and Clark. We are out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, we for 12 days, we flowed the river, and I think we saw two human beings. And it was two guys that were floating the river like us fishing. I mean, two human beings. Because pe- humans can't live out there. I mean, the bears are just eating these trout like crazy and salmon. They're eating the salmon because uh, they're, they're about to hibernate. Because you can't live out there in the winter, you know, and uh, it starts getting cold in September, and and then it gets snows, and they they're hibernated, they they can't eat, so they're all just eating fish like crazy, and so the bears are just a big deal. I mean, we uh, when we go out, you know, into the woods to fish. I mean, the fishing was incredible, but we would tr- always have a guy with a shotgun. And we'd always have the dogs with us. So, I mean, you're kind of out there thinking, I'm fishing, but, man, you know, your mind can kind of get away with it. Man, Grizzly comes running out of these woods. Man, I'm going to be like... So what about a bear scat? What about speaking, <laughs> speaking of, of scat? scat. <laughs> yeah, speaking, what did you do? What what did you, what'd, what'd, what'd yeah, you guys do work? when you had to drop a log? Or, oh, oh yeah, yeah. The bathroom facilities. Well, they were not like on that Alaskan cruise. <laughs> I can assure you of that it was uh, the the bathroom facilities were a, a toilet lid on on uh, four legs. And then you, so you would take your toilet lid with four legs and you'd take your shovel and you'd take your toilet paper. And that was your bath. And you could, you could have bathroom facilities wherever you wanted them. (laughs) So you just dug a hole and then covered it back up. And that was go away from the camp. Yeah. Yeah, Go away from the camp and you dig your By yourself with no shotgun, no dogs. Exactly. Oh, now that's the dangerous time. You catch you with your britches down. A, you're in a very vulnerable <laughs> but you get to position. Pick, but you get to pick your view. You get to and pick your view. And how you go out. 
you, you, that's you. you pick your view. That's very good, Donnie. You know, you go, well, okay, if I'm going to die, I'd like, I'd like to be one. looking at that mountain range right there when it all happens. And, <laughs> so you didn't languish around, I take it, when you were out there. You you were like, I'm going to, you know, take my time, do a devotion here. Yeah, yeah. Like, get back to human and shotgun. Yeah, or I'm going to check my email while I'm pooping here. You know, no, because <laughs> there was no internet. People we were we were totally isolated. What? So now when you were when you were um I noticed that you had a, a lot of gear, so preparation with gear. Were, yes. Could, could, did you get all your gear? Were you fully set up with rain yes. gear and all that stuff before you got there? I mean, I remember you said, yes. hey, I'm going to go buy some gear. And, <laughs> but I noticed in your pictures that you had on some rain gear and some right. other stuff. Did you buy all that here and take I did. it up? went out to Cabela's and uh, bought a real good rain jacket with a hood uh-huh. and, uh, and uh, waders. Spent, you know, almost all day in our waders because it was just always rainy, muddy, always. And uh, so, yeah, we took that stuff. But, but we, you know, we had a guide. And, uh, I mean, you could you can die out there, you know. So he, he knew what he was doing. And, um, but, and he had all the food and everything we needed, the tents and everything. So, but, but he didn't set them up. We all tore them down, set them up every every morning and put them up every night so it was i mean it was work i mean when you when you went to bed in your little tent i mean and the sun goes sun goes down in alaska this time of year about 10 o'clock at night so i mean it's sunny you know and then uh comes up sun comes up about seven uh yeah about seven or so in the morning so but when you hit the tent tj you're tired you just wore out yeah Oh and my goodness! Gracious. So man, you just like fall asleep, and man, you, you know me, man. I kind of have sleep problems. Yeah. I had no sleep problems in last. I didn't care if a bear ate me or not. I was exhausted. <laughs> At the end of the day, every day, I mean, you're exhausted from weathering the weather and, uh, and the exhilaration of catching just fish like crazy. And uh, so, did you have times where you were while you were up there? And and I want to get on with the with a couple of last things with you okay. here, but. Did you have times where you were just like, man, I just don't want to be here anymore? Yes. yes. I mean, that just to me, I, I, yes. I, I'm not saying that as no. in weakness. I'm just saying uh, there's so much when you are taken out of your environment yeah. and you're put into a situation. Because I know I've, I've felt this on elk hunts before. I feel this on the mountains when I go do the mountains. Um, there are times when you step into these big adventures and you just you question it, you know, is this really where I want to be? Is this and uh, but but a week after you're home and you look back on it and you're just going, that was the most bad out thing I ever did. And so talk a little bit about that. You weren't and there was a 70 two-year-old guy with you there was yeah he was uh, from anchorage and uh, he would do one or two of these a year and uh, he was inspiring you know and i told him that and and he was a real wealthy business guy but he would go out and do this once or twice a year and and at first i'm thinking why why would he do that until you, you described it perfectly tj that you you want to it's like, man, I just want to go home. I'm like, I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm wet. I'm, I want to go home. And yet the week after, when you, I mean, when you get on the plane to head back to Texas, you're like, I am spent. I am wore plum out. But about a week later, when you 
you know, get rested up and get back into your routines, you go, that was one of the most incredible things I've ever experienced in my life. And, you know, it's interesting, TJ. I mean, you and I have been buddies for good buddies for 12 years. And, uh, you, you know, one of the voices that I heard in my head was your voice. And it was the way you always challenge the KOZ boys and your leaders to do hard things. We do hard things. I mean, that's kind of one of your mantras, you know, that we just, we, we do hard things. And when I was wanting to, like, go home and, like, of course, to go home means you got to go tell these five other guys, well, I'm a little weenie and get a get <laughs> yeah, a, get a helicopter. I don't care how much the helicopter is, but get the helicopter here because I'm going home to right. my little bed and my little sweet little wife. And, Tap out. Yeah, I'm tapping out. Maybe the guys with the shotguns were there for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> to keep me from going home. Yeah, because, I mean, but the t- temptation's there, man. I mean, it's a real battle that you have I to know. fight internally. And you know, you've you've been on those mountaintops like, man, I, I'm, I'm tired of this. I, I don't want to be here anymore. But it's when you push through like that is when you do become tougher. And... Uh, and I can honestly say that I came off that trip t- much tougher than when I went. I was pretty soft when I went. And, I mean, like yesterday, it started raining on me when I'm out, like, mowing my yard. And, was, and I'm like, you know what? In the past, I'd have gone, oh, it's raining. i got to go in the house. And I'm like. Heck no, man. I'm like, are you kidding me? There ain't I'm no like, bears around I'm, here. No, ain't no bears around here. Man, a little rain ain't going to keep me from mowing my yard. I'm like, so I'm out there the last 10 minutes just sopping with rain. I'm like mowing my yard. I'm like, you know. Well, I want to I wanna, I wanna finish our conversation on the flip side with that. And what is it that every guy, the challenge every guy looks forward to and and or or doesn't know he needs and uh and I want also and I want to touch base with that on what what I experienced with Cody this week too at that bass tournament. So it's the outdoor zone. We're live in the bunkhouse. You only get it one place Sunday morning seven to nine right here on one oh four nine the horn or twenty four seven three sixty five at the outdoor zone dot com. So, but it can buy me a boat. This is T-Roy Bruce Orr, listening to the Outdoor Zone. They call me redneck, white trash, and blue collar. But I could change all that if I had a couple million dollars. It's the Outdoor Zone, brought to you by Sun Auto Service. Family owned and operated repair and maintenance company. You know, it's comforting to know that I was out of town this week. My mother came in from Arkansas to stay with my very pregnant wife, and she had some car issues, and she took her car over to Sun Auto. They took care of her. She said, man, that was a lot less expensive than the than the dealership would have been, and, and she felt comfortable with uh, how it's, she said it hadn't run like this this well in, in a long time. So thank you, Sun Auto, for taking care of her. The location that I, uh, that she went to and that I go to, I need to go to, 
uh, get my oil changed again, 405 West Slaughter Lane, 1300 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park, 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown Lakeway, now at 1206 Ranch Road 620, ASE certified technicians to repair and maintain every aspect of your vehicle. You can get deals online at sunautoservice.com. All right, thank you very much, uh, Sun Auto Service, for supporting us as we rally through the show. We're talking with Joe Don Mays, uh, Alaskan adventurer, and uh, just survivalist, got, survivalist, <laughs> and just Make got back afraid. from two weeks, a uh, hundred mile trip through the outbacks of Alaska, and um, and so you went on this trip. Um, it was something that you've never done before. It was pushing yourself both physically, emotionally, mentally, um, through something that, um, that just exceeded any, anything you'd ever done in the past. I mean, it was, and, and I so understand that when, when, uh, just a couple of weeks ago when I went up on the mountain and I got turned back and then I went back up again and those feelings when you're up there and and i really understood it too this week when i was with cody where uh he was fishing that tournament and and every morning it was you know strategically planning and there's you get up and you go and whether it's 105 out on the water or the wind's blowing and it's raining or whatever the conditions are you're there for the duration you're doing this thing and uh and you come off of it you're tired you're 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 emotionally physically mentally spiritually just just drained but what is it about a guy that just has to go do this stuff and you spent 60 years um skirting this around the edges and and over the last 8 10 years you've stepped into this new um thing as a guy what is what is do you, can you talk about that is there a way to talk about what got you to the back outback of alaska and what this adventure is well you know i want to give you a lot of credit for this tj you and i have been really good friends you know for almost 12, 12 years and uh and i've learned a lot from just watching your life but also just our friendship and how you've kind of brought me in with koz and that we're doing this outdoor adventure you know ministry uh, of fishing and hunting with uh you know with uh, uh, beefsteak and cody and all of us in this room you know and and it just you reminded me of who i am you know not 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 what the world had made me or conformed me to or my alcoholic stepfather but you reminded me of my roots of your flack, man. You're you're like flack. You know, West Texas oil field workers, boy. That was a, you're a fisherman. You're a hunter. That's who you are. And so you kind of introduced it to me, and uh, and you pushed me out of my you know comfort zone. I mean, you know, for a sixty year old guy to be sitting in a deer stand. You know, nervous and man, can I do this? And uh, but you were always telling me, man, you can you can do this. You know, you were made for this. And so I want to give you, you know, um, accolades for um, encouraging me to be the man that really God made me to be. And 
um, that God has made us for adventure. But for some reason, we've kind of just bought into and conformed to this image of, well, we just kind of, you know, um, conform. And we just kind of go along with whatever We're the too world. busy, too busy, got too, too much going on. Yeah, too busy. Yeah, yeah, Cody. Yeah, we just yeah. – and, and – and we don't live with a sense of adventure, but what I found, Cody and I know, and TJ and Don, I, I know y'all know what I'm talking about, that when you get pushed out of your comfort zone, you learn a lot about yourself, the internal battles, you know. And, man, I can't tell you, man, I was like, man, I don't want to do this anymore, you know. And it wasn't, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't like I was sitting around thinking about that all the time, but in, you know moments i would have these thoughts and uh and uh and you have to push through these difficult times so i want to thank west for pushing me way out of my comfort zone man (laughs) i mean the the guide i called him daniel boone man he was like daniel boone the guide and we were having dinner over at that 73 year old rich guy's house this unbelievable house in anchorage and and his name was Glenn, our guy, and he, he's a really cool guy, man. But he reminded me of Daniel Boone. I mean, like, man, great leader of men. And and he looked across the table from me, and he goes, they call me Joe. My fishing name is Joe. Wes calls me Joe. He <laughs> goes, the, the guy goes, now, you know, Joe, that your friend, he kind of pushed you in the deep into the uh, the river to learn how to swim, right? And you do realize he did that. And I go, yeah, yeah, that's what I felt like. I got thrown in the deep end of the water, and I hope you learned to swim. But he gave me the greatest compliment. He said, you know, the first couple of days I watched you, you were just a fish out of water, and you didn't know how to set up a tent. You didn't know how to, what to do. But he said, I just saw you transform where you just realized what it was going to take, what I had to, what I had to do to be a part of this team. And how you just started setting up your own tent and how loading up the raft and you began to fish and catch fish and your casting was got so much better. And so it was just the kind of that father affirmation that you and I, TJ, you know, especially are really longed for. It was kind of like my dad kind of going, you did good, boy. You know, you did good. You can. You can do this. That is, you've got what it takes. Oh, so, brother. Oh, Cody. Man. man you, just, made, you made me warm all over just uh, saying that, buddy. So that, that is really cool. Now, what happens, I see this with the KOZ kids, 8, 10, 12 mm-hmm. years old, when they go through and do a Saturday or they go on a summer camp or even a hunting trip with us. Yeah. That exact same experience exactly. happens to them. They're tougher when they get back. You see them in the neighborhood. They go yeah. and do things they wouldn't have done before. And uh, to instill that early in life is a, is a really cool thing we can all be involved in. So what we find is that there's a lot of us, there's a lot of men out there that have not had that uh, ability for that affirmation that I can do hard things, that I can do it. One of the things that really brought us to that, uh, to, to helped us to start looking for that storyline in our lives was the book Wild at Heart by John Eldridge. And uh, it's, you know, it's just one of the many pieces, but it was absolutely, would absolutely highly recommend Mm -hmm. that you read the book Wild at Heart. If you're a guy listening to this show 
and uh, and you're just really, I mean, you're just doing the good guy thing. That's great. You know, you you need to go to church on Sunday, take your family and stack chairs, and you need to have a good job, and you need to do all those things. But there is something inside every man that wants that storyline that I just did 10 days on a 100-mile river trip, that I just fished with the top guys in the world fishing tournament, and, I, and I'm and i there. I can do that. I'm, I'm capable of doing that. Yeah. I can climb, you know, the tallest mountain in Colorado or whatever. You can have – you just – I can take the entire front end of my truck apart and put it back together. Oh, and you, you know what? We talked about that too because Cody and I talk about how yeah. how, how Beefsteak just totally took this vehicle apart and was on this mission to put it back together. And, and that's a mountaintop. That's a 100-mile river. That's these things that we have to do as a guy for affirmation that we have what it takes. And when things get hard... Doubt and, and, slips in. And it starts to rain, you yeah. know you can do it. And little boys today are growing up, and they're not getting those affirmations. They're not yeah. getting walked through that. So many of them aren't. There's plenty of you good, great dads out there. They're doing a good it's job. Okay Keep doing it. Yeah, that, so. or not even try. Like like Joe Don was saying, you know, like I don't even want to go there. I'm not sure. You know, I'm just going to kind of like, yeah, right? I don't, I don't want to do that. Or, and 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 the fear that comes with being in the middle of it, going, I just don't want to do this anymore. You don't uh, know how many times on some of these adventures. You know, it starts at the beginning before you even go. You try and talk yourself out of it, all these reasons why I can't go, work's getting in the way, crashing and burning, my wife's pissed off about something. Something's going on that I can't go. I can't, I got to stay back. The yard, you know, needs to be handled. You know, the work stuff needs to be handled. And then you get past that point. You go. And you're in the middle of it, and you're like, gosh, I just want to be home. This is terrible. This is hard. This is miserable. How do I fight through this? You're on your way home. You get home after the adventure. You get a little bit of rest, and there's something inside of you that goes, God, I'll be back there tomorrow. What am I doing next? What am I doing next? I will go back tomorrow. And it's it's that draw that I think we all seek is that, is that, you know, man. I we just completed that. That was done and that happened. And I have that story. You're in a group of men and you're having a conversation over at at the next family barbecue. Guess what? You got a badass story. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and 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 I would encourage so so let's let's wrap this up for the for the people listening and I hope you're tracking with us. Um you know really this radio show, what happens in this band of brothers that's in this room, these men in this room, this is a band of brothers. We do life together. We're very close. And in uh, in in the radio, this radio show is really not about, you know, the Peter Report and all that stuff. This is about us trying to trying to communicate to you a couple of things. And we're going to wrap this up on the flip side with, if you're a guy looking for an adventure, we'll give you, a, we'll each give you one thing that we think you could do to step into that in your life and what that would look like. And, uh, and just, uh, we'll just wrap this whole thing up. We'll put a bow on it and, uh, and hand it off. It's the adventure series. Lock and load. Right here on the Outdoor Zone. You get it only one place. 
right here live every Sunday morning. You can also catch us on iTunes throughout the week if you missed it. But right here on 104.9 The Horn, 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. I'm Everstar Pro Ron Sheffield, and I fish FLW. You're listening to the Outdoor Zone. Fish on. Up this morning before the sun. Fix me some coffee. All right. Welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse as we wrap up this week's show here in the bunkhouse. Shout out to uh, Salt Dog for making sure everything gets set up before we get here and the gates open and all the wires are twisted together and the foils on the couldn't do it without Hanger. you, bro. Uh, yes, thank you very much, Saul Dog. He is a passionate outdoor guy. Um, so want to get a couple of things done as we kind of wrap up the show this week. And we've been talking uh, this hour about, with Joe Don Mays, talking about um, the, the adventure in Alaska, 10 days on the river, 100 miles, uh, 2,500 fish, rain every day, cold and just no way out no and no way out (laughs) except do it right and how a guy needs those things in his life we touched base on the book wild at heart a little bit but really what what i would like to do is just go around the room and if there was one thing that you would suggest for the guys listening to the show and and if you're a lady listening to this show let me let me tell you that your husband unless he has something now this isn't about obsessive and we talked about this cody and i talked about this on our trip this isn't about obsessive compulsive where you leave your family behind and you go fishing every weekend this isn't about being compulsive deer hunter where you leave your family behind every weekend to go deer hunting this is about strategically thinking through what uh what you're going to do and when you're going to do it and do something incredible and so there's a huge difference between being and that could be chasing a little white ball around on a on a golf course too guys yeah or whatever it is it could there's a, a lot of ways that we can we think we're doing something manly and really you're just abandoning your family behind it so there's a there's a strategic balance between that and and having your family understand what that balance is is important and you know uh beefsteak and i were talking during one of the breaks that yes you can't just stop all of your duties at home you know like before you go on this adventure you know mow the yard thursday afternoon when you get off work if you know you're going to be going on a hunting trip that weekend, you know, take care of your stuff, plan it so it's not a burden on your family and, when you go on these adventures. And wives, I, I, I just want you to know that a man who does not live the adventure that every guy is designed for, if he doesn't have that in his life, he's not going to be the full husband, the full man, the full father that he can be. 
And I'm not saying he abandons the family and to go off on these crazy adventures. I'm saying that there is just something about a guy. You look at your little boy. You let him run around out in the yard, and he's going to pick up a stick, and he's going to start an adventure. He's going to ride his bike. He's going to jump over. You know, it's built into a man, and he needs these things in his life. So uh, that being said, I would I would say if you're a guy and you're like, well, wow, I can't do 10. I can't go climb the tallest mountain. I can't do 10 days in a life. Well, you you might could. You might could. We, we've all done things that we had no idea we could do. Yeah. Uh, my thing would be I would say – start doing a start doing a hike somewhere um go walk your neighborhood hike through the park and start hiking you know two miles a day just go do one one mile a day two miles a day and then maybe go maybe plan three or four days and drive to uh guadalupe peak in texas and make that your goal that in six months you're going to go hike guadalupe peak it's about an 8,500 foot. It's the tallest point in Texas. One of the most beautiful hikes, but you can do it. You you start walking, and you can do that in in six months, and it will be abs. And then you can say, "I I hiked the tallest peak in Texas." Check yeah. one step in that direction. One, so one. Next. I was just gonna, so to add on to that, the next phase is going to be you've decided to do something, and don't let there are forces out there. That are trying to keep you from getting to that adventure. Absolutely. The evil one will tell you you're not worthy. You can't do it. You don't have time, like Cody and, was saying. Everything is going to say you can't do this. Right. And along with that, if you decide you're, this is not going to be a solo deal, but if you can bring something I didn't do early in life, if you can bring your family or your wife not along with you, but into the adventure like getting prepped for it or doing it the right way, thinking about it, setting expectations up front and not just leaving, as you Cody talked about, then the true love and the joy of that thing that you can come back and share with your family, oh, my, your heart will yeah, explode. They be, and, and they begin to understand it differently. So what is one thing that you guys would suggest might be a way to – uh, something that you could step into. Yeah, so I think for a lot of anglers, a lot of guys watching uh, maybe bass tournaments on TV, MLF, or, you know, there's a lot of guys that are just kind of beginning fishing. There's a huge amount of opportunities for co-anglers. If you don't have a boat, sign up for one tournament, one travel tournament, one lake that you've never been to, a tournament, a place you've never been, and making an adventure out of it, either as a co-angler or sign up on the boater's side, and and go practice that lake. Show up at that lake. Go practice at that lake. Go figure out that new lake. Go look online before your trip and figure out what baits are what baits they're eating, and and just make that your adventure. One that I want to do is up north. You know, I want to go up to one of the smallmouth fisheries and fish a tournament up there and spend a week up there trying to figure out how to catch smallmouth in North America, you know. That is Northern incredible. United States, anyway. That is incredible. Joe Don, what have you got? I tell you, I loved, uh, I loved what you said, TJ, just how practical it is. But, uh, you know, one of the mottos of uh, Kids Outdoor Zone is, uh, is no kid left inside. And uh, I would say get outside. Uh, put your iPhone down, turn the TV off, 
get your kids rounded up, go buy you a tent. They had Costco had tents for forty nine dollars, and go ah. buy a tent. Go buy a tent and take them to a state park and with your kids and build a fire where there's no TV, no iPhones, and get to know your kids. And they will they'll one of these days when you get old like me, they'll be going, man, dad, you used to take us camping all the time. So oh, the, that's good. the thing I wanted to share with y'all is that I believe that you have to get involved in some things also in the outdoors, getting, you know, pushing that, that envelope a little bit. And one of the things I did this week, went to the NRA banquet and those people, the friends of the NRA, and they are our friends. And, uh, during that, I was able to get some, uh, I got some knives, and I wanted to share these NRA knives with you. Cody, here's yours. Thank you. And this isn't just a giveaway knife. This is the real deal. Thank you. That is uh, engraved or has an NRA on it, and I wanted to share that. So this is doing life with men. When you can share things with them like this, you can do adventures with them. They can carry this, and they can remember that life is an adventure. All and right. we want to keep that going, rolling by next week, by next week, my wife will have had our first child, and I want to grandbaby. Yes, TJ will become <laughs> a grandchild. Changing. So this Bible verse comes uh, with uh, multiple of uh, meanings. Exodus thirty four twenty one: Six days you shall labor, but on the seventh day you shall rest. Uh, Even good. during the plowing season and the harvest, you must rest. Live it, love it, learn it. I'm Cody Ryan. I'll see you next week, maybe. So for Joe Don, this is directly for Joe Don, the quote of the week. Pain is temporary. It may last a minute. It may last an hour. It may last a day or a year. But eventually it will subside and something else will take its place. But if you quit, however, the pain lasts forever. Joe Don. Tip of life, all men die, but not every man lives, is what William Wallace and Braveheart said. Man, I challenge you, man. Live life to the fullest, live an adventure. This week, get a kid off the couch, take him for a walk in the park, show him the birds, the trees, take him hunting, take him fishing. We don't care what it is as long as you get him into the great outdoor zone. All right, we're headed to church, everybody. Find a good Bible-based church in your community somewhere. Take your family, men. Get out there, men and ladies. Take your kids. Hey, God bless. Thank you very much for listening to the show. If you want more information on Kids Outdoor Zone, go to Kids Outdoor Zone. If you want to listen to the show again or share it with somebody, go to iTunes, The Outdoor Zone. Salt Dog, thank you very much. God bless. And regulators, let's mount up. of the Broadway nights and I'd send him some homemade wine But he was killed by a man with a switchblade knife For $43 my friend lost his life